0: You're watching the Music Corner Riffs to 808s. I'm Sebastian.
1: I'm Trent.
2: And I'm Nate. And today is finally the day where we're going to review one of, at least Sebastian and I's most anticipated album this year, Dance Gavin Dance's Afterburner. But that'll be at the end here. For now, let's get right into the rest of the albums. And today, we're going to start off with the new Black Dahlia Murder album. Uh, this one being called, uh, what is that? Vermini- Verminius? Verm- yeah, Verminius. Um, well, I could just say I didn't really care for this album that much. I mean, I listened to the entire thing, and it left me pretty underwhelmed personally. Uh, mainly because, like, I don't know. like, I It had a lot of things that I wasn't expecting on there. Not really a good way. Like, his vocals were a bit different on there. Uh, some of the instrumentation, too, was just like a bit weaker, I guess it was mixed kind of poorly and it just didn't do much for me. And, you know, I just kind of like sat through the album and like, didn't really have anything to like, you know, nothing was like my favorite or anything. I didn't add anything to a playlist. There was no particular song that stood out. It was just an album by the black dolly murder, you know, but that's really my two cents on that. Uh, what'd you think of it, Sebastian?
0: For me, honestly, uh, I I will definitely go off limb by saying the vocals were mixed just as well as Jason Newsett's bass in uh, Justice for All, you know, uh, you know, barely could hear it. And when you could, it's like, okay, this is pretty good. But then you would get overpowered by the drums, which gave me a physical headache. I was talking to Nate about it earlier and I have these surround sound headphones I always wear and, at at probably the 20 minute mark, I had to take off my headphones and take an Advil. Um, (laughs) It was just very overpowering and it just like blew my eardrums out just because how freaking hard they were going on the double pace on the double bass. And uh, speaking of bass, what is it at this point? I have not heard a single, single uh, bass pluck whatsoever. No strings were plucked in the making of this album besides Okay, I will, I will lie and say there was one song that had a small bass line. And then the rest of them had a little bit of guitar and then a fuck ton of quad pedals. That's it.
1: That's fair. What'd you think of it, Trent? Uh <clears throat> I was going to say, yikes, first of all. I actually like this album. <laughs> <laughs> Different opinions. It's all right. Um, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. I, I wasn't a fan of Black Dahlia Murder in the in the older days, um, or the younger days of myself. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as we grew up, we, uh, you know, our music tastes change as well as everything. So, it was, it was interesting. Um, I listened to the full Lugal Key N album on full blast in my headphones, so this didn't give me anything as a headache Sebastian. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm d- I'm a very sensitive man when it comes to drums.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I mean I I've played with the Luki how many times, so I've got this
0: <laughs> Oh true, true. I have to wear I have to wear um what do you call it like styrofoam in my ears.
1: Yeah. Um no, but it was good. I actually enjoyed it. Um it was i think it was well done um i mean the vocals i mean when you're doing that style of music they have to be i mean they were hidden um i guess you could say um i'm guessing that's what you're getting at sebastian
0: yeah it was like honestly there i could hear it but it was just the mix did not allow it to cut through as much as i would like
1: yeah Although that that I liked the interlude at the end of it, uh, a woman, dark chrysalis, that was that was pretty cool to put in there. Yeah, uh, um, but being I... what, ten songs, thirty six minutes, I mean, it, it wasn't bad for you know, for half an hour. Like I, I was okay with it.
2: Right, I think it's just like haven't seen them live and know like what to expect from them. Uh, I just I guess I expected something a little bit different more like I don't even know if I would say heavier really I think I was just you know something that just like appealed to me more it's probably just my own personal taste because I do hear like you know a lot of metalheads especially in the group that I'm in on uh, Facebook and everything like I'm a part of a Little metal and core collectors shout out to the boys Yep. <laughs> um they, they they like you know i'm seeing all their like you know pre-ordered vinyls shipping in and like how they're like really digging the album and everything and like good on them you know I, at least it appeals to some people but yeah i don't know the album just didn't really didn't suit me and uh i wish i had more to say about it genuinely but there's just, just not much but yeah,
1: and like you and i were talking about uh earlier it's it's not as good as Nightbringers was, no, uh, no. twenty seventeen, but yeah, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it.
2: Mm-hmm. Nightbringers, though, that's check that out if you want. What's good? uh, Black Dahlia Murder album to listen to, but uh, moving along from that, we're gonna head on to the new the uh, Baby album, Homeboy De Baby, Blame It On Baby. Uh, so right off the bat, I just want to say today, literally right before we started recording, I found that the baby was born in Cleveland. And I think that's pretty rad, you know. Despite what I'm about to say about this album, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how they my boy. I had
2: to do it to the homeboy. No, but this album just had. Unfortunately, this is another not too much to say, although very negative things to say. It was just so bland to me, and there was just nothing to show on this album, and I wish that. Again, like I said, for The Black Valley Murder, I wish there was a track that I could say, this was pretty decent, I didn't mind it, but in fact, it had one of the worst tracks that I've heard this year, Nasty, which featured our lovely friend Megan Thee Stallion on there, who we've had some uh, words to say about in previous episodes, Um, but no, I, that track alone, that was just another, I mean, it, it made sense it made sense that Megan Thee Stallion was featured on this track with the content it was about but uh just the over sexualization and all on like this track it just did not do anything at all for me and I no it just made me hate the album even more I don't even think I finished it cause it's like it's the second to last track but I don't even think I listed the last song I think I was just like you know what I'll <laughs> forget about it this album's awful but that's just me Trent what did you think about this album
1: um so this album <laughs> um as interesting as it was i actually didn't mind it <gasps> the only thing that, the, i know i like a rap album oh, <laughs> jesus dude um, got to shut the down this podcast that, yeah <laughs> the only thing that got me was the uh the uh on kazoo or the kazoo kid um, oh my God, you're right! Oh my God! I know, I know that's. I was talking to um, a buddy of mine who loves the baby, and he was like, "That's just a thing that he does." I'm Like I understand, but like,
2: that was he, too much.
1: Like, it was a little bit too much. Um, but I I gotta say though, his the the way he does it is good because he's I'm not pff- using this the this. This is peak of what I'm gonna talk about here about oh. the baby. Okay, but fair. He didn't use the like we talked about in previous episodes, the same basic trap beat. That's fair. Like that, that's fair. Uh, like Megan uses or like anybody else. And he mixed it up. Like there was, uh, like, you know, different keyboard sounds and stuff. And it was, that's what really caught me off guard and actually drew me into it was the instrumentals of it. Um, there was a slower song. I can't remember what it was. Um, was it that sad shit? I think so. Um, that was, it was, I was like, "Wow, it was, it was interesting." Um, and it was, I mean, it, it being in the middle of the album, like I understand. Like I know a lot of people put like uh, the slower songs in the middle of the album, then you go up with you know the increase mm-hmm. of like speed or whatever, uh, increase in like happier tones and hype. Um, but the the title track "Blame It On Baby," it it was it was pretty good. Um, the whole album was good. I actually liked the track with Megan the stallion um wow because well it's like her part was it was minuscule uh over um who else was on it
2: uh ashanti Ashanti.
1: yeah over ashanti's part um so it was like you said you know the whole it it was that song was sexualized and like i under you understand why because that's why he picked those artists (laughs)
2: <laughs> the the um, raunchiest hose in the business.
1: Yes, the raunchiest hose in the business. <laughs> um, but it worked for that song, and like the the whole album, I didn't think was sexualized.
2: No, not the oh, whole album. It,
1: no. Not the whole album. Yeah, but that song, like, ju- just having that one song sexualized, like, it's okay. It's not Megan Thee Stallion's entire album, which is, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <but> for- <laughs> but okay so
2: yeah i get it um sebastian before you say something about it too i just i forgot to mention this part trent you reminded me the kazoo kid stuff okay yeah so i thank you for reminding me about that i never even mentioned that to you guys prior to the podcast but wow was that annoying like it was fair like i know like i know what you mean trent by like you know it works for the baby and all and sure like that's perfectly fine whatever
1: yeah but, that's his that's his thing that he does which i mean like every every artist has their their thing um but it's and overdone that, that, like it's overdone i mean like what is it travis scott does something i can't remember what it is but like every every artist when they feature like they have their, they have their thing
2: like, i am mean, right does. like i remember like scheme master slump god for example like i know like he has like he has a few or it's like the yo yeah. or like water like i i've heard from him for before every, Says, yup. <laughs> right, right. Like it's nothing special, but it's like it's a thing. Yeah. But just
1: four fucking tracks, dude.
2: Maybe even more. I only counted four, but like, I, it, it was it was dumb. It was so dumb. Anyway, that was just my rant on that. Smash. What did you think of the album?
0: Speaking of rants, um, <laughs> yeah, this this album honestly showcased nothing new for the baby. I went to some of his old like guest features uh, with him featuring on other songs, that is. And I don't like Post Malone, but I will say the track Enemies is one of the best the baby verses I've ever heard. And if you compare that awesome ass bar to any of these songs, it's clearly night and day. Um, his rap structure and his rhyming scheme I mean, God, I thought Dr. Seuss had some outlandish rhymes that sometimes just would not work. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, this man, his rhyme scheme is so bad. Um, I, I listened to this pretty late, so I didn't really provide any uh, clear-cut examples. But when I was listening in, I just really did not like his rhyme scheme whatsoever. And I'm not saying you have to rhyme to make a rap song good. That's not the case. But if you try to go off with a rhyming kind of flow, you actually have to take things that would rhyme with each other. Just because you have a little bit of, uh, I guess you can say, a hood accent or a rap accent does not excuse the fact that words do not rhyme with one another. You know, um, I'm trying to remember. It was like Diamond and Camry. And just the way he said it, it was just very... uh, he just said it so slanted that it almost sounded like a rhyme and that was like the ending of the two hooks or whatever. And I I don't know, that did not work for me. And the other thing too, is the man can't sing for shit. I, um, I, I, you know, when he was on the lower end, you can tell he was a little bit more comfortable with his singing voice and it definitely shows it was a lot more prominent, but when he would go up in the falsetto or, even just high notes in general. I mean, the man just could not hold a candle to anyone. I mean, God, he made uh, Wes Clayton, I think his name is, or whatever, from Puddle of Mud look like a fucking, you know, American Idol winner. Just, yeah, I I really could not stand a baby in this whatsoever. I just honestly uh, can't really think of many things to say. The best thing for it, I guess, was the chorus and tasty or nasty. Sorry. Nasty. Whoops. No, you're good. Opposite of opposite very of tasty. opposite T- very. Opposite. Um <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't like sex and rap songs. It not every time, but most of the time I will say it's not my thing. And this definitely doesn't uh, prove a point saying otherwise for me. And Shanti had a great line for this. Uh Megan, I'm sorry, but I don't get your appeal. I don't understand any of your lyrics and why people like them so much, but that's just me. And also, your automonopia is just way too obnoxious for me to anywhere get into.
2: Oh, Sebastian. They have to murder her on the block like that.
0: Which you did. Yeah, if she catches me in the street, she'll probably pull up and kill me first, because <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I don't think I could take her on in a 1v1, but...
2: <laughs> the last thing you would hear pretty is cool.
0: ah. But uh...
1: <laughs> your opinion is out the window, <laughs> dude. Uh, no,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tread. It's you, your opinion is just as valid as mine. I, you know, you like this kind of music more than I do. I mean, I like rap in general, but You're
1: the new of the style suicide. of trap rap. You're the more of the Suicide Boys, you know, the classic, you know, like and like that's why, that's why I like Body Count so much is because you know it's it's Ice T. You know he knows how to rap. You know, but who doesn't doing. love Ice T? Come on you gotta love the man oh right time for the critical beatdown if you don't like iced tea
2: i guess it's time for hot tea but anyway let's move on to the next (laughs) album here we're moving on to the next album (laughs) trivium's new album uh what the dead man say uh trent take us away with this album how'd you feel about it
1: oh i would love to take you away on this album so this album a little back here um i used to hate trivium i really did um and I didn't know why. It's the same thing with Dance, Gavin and Dance. Well, Dance, Gavin and Dance, I'll get into when we get to that album. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that's a funny story. <laughs> uh, I used to hate Trivium uh, because, like, I wasn't into that style of metal yet. Um, but now, being older and, like, you know, liking these styles of music, like Black Dahlia or um, any other band, that like, you know, the metalcore or the heavier shit, um, it just took me a while to get into it but i was uh, on my discover weekly on spotify which is the greatest thing in the world you've never done that um, and the first uh, single off that album catatrophist um, that came on and i had i was you know on a walk with my dogs <clears throat> and i had you know spotify closed and my phone locked and i was like oh it's a good song i'm going to save it and i was like holy shit this is trivium <laughs> and i, w- I never would have guessed it I was like, damn, this is good. And I was like, oh, this is a new single. I was like, let's see how the rest of the album sounds. And then they came out um, a few days ago with uh, like those three singles that they had. Um,
2: <clears throat> oh, was it, oh uh, it was, was the title track, What the Dead Men Say.
1: Yeah, What the Dead Men Say, Amongst the Shadows and the Stones, and then uh, Catastroph- mm-hmm. Um, And I was like, damn. I was really into it. Um, and... I like this album, and I, I'll, I'll go back and re-listen to Trivium stuff, um, and just get more into them. And then going into this album now, um, actually, the uh, was it IX? I don't remember what that Roman numeral is. Nine. Nine. I
2: think I think nine. it's because uh, it's their ninth studio album.
1: Nine. That that's understandable. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that intro into what the dead Men say. Oh, it was so smooth, so well done. Um and I like seeing that in bands is when you get a nice intro, um, that leads in and just takes you on the rest of the album. Like loath did. Mm -hmm. Um, It sets the stage. It sets the tone. Yeah. It sets the tone for the entire album. And I was not disappointed with this album at all. Um, I definitely like, uh, with the weekends album, I was, as soon as it ended, I was like, that was it. You know, I, one more but i oh so well done so so music like not instrumentally well done i know sebastian i don't know how you feel about the mixes on this with like between the drums the guitar the bass i thought it was i thought it was perfect
2: right what did you, what did you, what did I, you think about this album sebastian
0: honestly with this one i i I, I've really tried to get in the trivium. I don't know what it is, but they just don't interest me, and I respect them a lot, and that's, you know, I'll definitely say, and go on record with saying, yes, I respect them a lot, and they are very masterful musicians, and have done a lot for the genre, but for me personally, I just could not get into the album. I got two songs in, and I was kind of bored with it, Um, and I, from that, that's all i have to say i really i enjoy uh i enjoyed them as musicians uh you know the mix was really well done and other than that i just i i don't know i just could not get interested and get into this album it's probably the first time i've done this this year but i've not really been able to like really get a hold of it and like you know uh make them like a band i can listen to on the daily it's just i don't know just not my thing Right. I get
2: it. Um, See, Trivium was kind of like that for me too, where it's like, uh, I tried getting into them. And in fact, like, I. So, what I used to do is, like, I would buy CDs and everything before even, like, looking into the artist fully. And uh, thanks to Spotify, I can now, uh, you know, listen to the album before. wanting to buy a physical one right because why would you buy a physical one if you're not even going to like most of the album and i did that with silence in the snow i actually got that for christmas uh (laughs) no pun intended silence in the snow (laughs) anyway uh and it was it wasn't bad but like even now i don't remember a single song off that album like maybe the title track i think was a song but it just didn't interest me and even since then even their last album i didn't care for it at all. I don't even think I listened to anything off it, but this album I was actually pretty impressed. I don't think it's the best metal album of the year. I don't think it's the greatest Trivium album of all time, especially since I can't say that considering I've listened to the other stuff, but this album for me, uh his vocals reminded me of Corey Taylor in a way. Corey Taylor uh Corey Taylor Stone Sour not much of, like, Slipknot, Corey Taylor, but, like, Stone Sour, for sure. Especially, like, older stuff with more of the screams. It just, it gave me those vibes, you know? And, uh, I really, like, respected that and appreciated that about the album. It gave me something to, like, you know, think about. Like, oh, look at that, they're, they're, they're doing the Corey Taylor, you know? But, um, other than the, uh, the, uh, the re- singles that were released for the album, like, we talked about, uh, What the Dead Men Say, Catastrophic, and, uh, amongst the shadows and the stones uh i also really liked uh the defiant and sickness unto you and those ones i uh i had added onto my uh, playlist and i just recalled too that like there was a lot of good like riffs on this album there's a lot of good guitar riffs and tasty licks that i really appreciated uh that i wasn't expecting at all to come from this album in general so uh yeah like i i really um I liked it. I, I liked it uh, more than I thought I would. And uh, I'm definitely going to try to look up into their uh, more older stuff too. Just because, you know, why not? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to
0: that.
1: Uh, so I, I just want to interject really quick. Sebastian, we can hear you typing.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually adding I was actually adding notes to my thing. No, I'm you're so good. <laughs> it's okay. I was like I was going to try to ignore but yeah.
2: Uh, no, it's all good. Go no okay. Um, I am and... so sorry about that.
1: That's, that's fine. I was like I noticed that on the other podcast as well. I was like, what is that? What is that? I am oh, so sorry. I, I cuz you're cuz you're on your phone.
0: Yeah. So the, since I don't have a computer, um, for some reason my phone—just to go on a small phone rant. Sorry to interrupt. You're good. Um, you're good. It, I silence my phone for notifications, but no matter what, I can't silence the typing.
1: Yeah, that's it's on Androids. It's weird. Like you can only hear. <laughs> like I only can silence.
0: Uh, I only can silence notifications and like sounds, not the actual typing. I'm so sorry again. For no, that.
2: you're good. <laughs> you're good. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. But yes, hey, moving on. Ines, moving on. The <laughs> next album, Enter Shikari. Nothing is true, and everything is possible. So I'll start off with this and say, uh, I've known Enter Shikari now for about uh two. No, no, no. I- I've known him for about a year. It's been just a year. Um and their older stuff uh which is what i listened to first was more on the whole like believe it or not because i don't know uh, well first of all have you guys listened to inner shikari prior
0: nope i never even knew this band existed until this album
2: right so they their first album they were like the typical like Scene, electronic horror emo band and all. Where, like, you know, it's the whole, like, all the band is singing at the same time, doing the chants together. Like, go tell all your friends. Like, you know, kind of like all that stuff. And uh ever since then, they've just kept progressing and progressing with each album. Everyone is, like, same style, but it still has a different vibe to it, you know? And this is no exception. With this album, they, um... Because, uh... I haven't, like, listened to some full albums by them. Like, I don't know what the last album, like, sounded like. But this one had, like, a much more, uh, orchestral sounds to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you guys noticed that throughout the album. Especially at the end with the Waltzing Off the Face of the Earth Part 2. But I was, I was actually really happy with this album. Going in it with no expectations. Having only heard, like, maybe one single on this entire thing. Um but i loved the opening track i thought it was a a great opener for the album crossing the rubicon pretty solid as well as the dreamers hotel and then we kind of had like a weird down shift with like waltzing out the face of the earth part one and all the way up until basically uh the pressure is on which is like three tracks later and uh I don't it just it didn't appeal to me that much. There's a few moments on this album where it was like three tracks in a row didn't appeal to me, and then the next two to three were like, Oh, this is awesome and then, you know, on and off after that. But the tracks that were good were really good. And my favorite on this album was definitely Tina. That had everything from like the whole heavier electronic sounds and everything and like uh, just the vocals were spectacular for me because I also love like the message they always uh talk about on their albums it's always something like you know at least it sounds like it's always something to do with like what's going on in modern day you know like world issues especially if you listen to some of their older stuff like it just gets like all like it's kind of like politics but it's like I don't know if that's, like, the full message you're going through. It might be. It might fully be. But, like, it's just it, the way he's, like, you know, is singing it and, like, doing the spoken word parts and all. I just love it. I don't know. There's something about it I just love. It might just be, like, the whole, like, you know, the British accent or whatever that I love about it. But it's really intriguing for me. So, I like the album. For me, I barely gave it an 8 out of 10, but it's a well-deserved 8 out of 10. But, uh, Sebastian, what do you think about this album?
1: So... I
0: was really surprised on how much I enjoyed it. Um, I don't like techno one bit as far as music goes, just because I I, I explained it last podcast. If you want to hear my full rant, go on the last podcast. Um, I actually enjoyed this one quite a bit, but to, to kind of counterpoint that, the album for me was real 50-50. The, like, the 50% that was good was really, really good. But the stuff that was the other 50 was just meh to, I would say, mediocre at best. Um, some of the uh, songs are really fun. Dreamers Hotel, I think that should have been the opening song for the album. That's just me. I was going through it, and the first two songs, I can't even remember. Oh. And when I got to Dreamer's Hotel, I woke up and I was like, is this the same band? I, uh, <laughs> I, of course, I've never heard anything from them previously. So I didn't know they were like British <laughs> until I heard him start rapping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, is this a guest rapper? And I looked on it, like, I looked to see if there's any featuring or anything. And no, it's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice, it was just very <laughs> intense. And, the flow was just avid and very vibrant, uh, vibrant, and the vocals just have great contrasts with, um, what do you call it, the great The uh, vocals really have great contrasts with each other, whether it be cleans, or the more heavier sections, or the rap sections. His voice just really, really shines in this album. But like I said, the techno parts just sometimes go a little bit too long for me. And I I don't know what it is, but techno just it's really hard for me to get a full grasp on. And um, I I just I don't know. I I really like this album. I added a couple songs to the master, um, but other than that, I I gave it a nice seven out of ten.
1: But right, the, like I sure. said, the
0: good parts are great, right? Phenomenal. But the yeah.
2: Hey, at least you enjoyed it somewhat, especially for being like somewhat of a genre that you're not like too fond of. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, I even talked to some of my rave buddies, and I'm like, hey, have you heard of this? Like, I think I might kind of bridge the gap a little bit into your realm from this.
2: Right, no kidding. But, uh, what'd you think about it, Trent?
1: Um, I mean, I... <laughs> you guys pretty much said it all, especially <laughs> you, Sebastian, but overall, I was... I was surprised when you put this one on here, uh, on our list, Nate. Oh, yeah? Uh, I wasn't... I wasn't expecting another, well, not even another, but just a a techno album. It was, as soon as I put it on, I was just like, whoa. (laughs) It was went hard.
2: Gotta keep you on your toes.
1: Yeah, and I was just sitting there listening to it. I was like, damn. It was, I probably would, I gotta say, I like most to all this album. I don't have anything bad to say.
2: And that's the thing with, like, Ener Shikari is that, like, sometimes they don't have, like, a full... Like, really, Take to the Skies and maybe their one album, A Flesh Flood of Color, are the only two albums I can say that, like, I've listened to in its entirety and I can still continue to listen to in its entirety. But there's other albums, too, like, uh, The Mind Sweep. It's actually, like, uh, a common fan's, like, favorite album and everything like that. It's... I mean, it's okay. It's, like, I... I can't fully get into a lot of their tracks or uh, a lot of their albums, excuse me. But I can tell you like, if you ever like want to listen to like more of their stuff, I highly recommend take to the skies or a flash flood of color. Um, Less emo. I would recommend a flash flood of color, more emo take to the skies, but yeah, I mean, Hey, at least you guys enjoyed it. I was surprised that you would, especially you Sebastian.
0: Yeah. I I was surprised just as much as you. I, i i definitely uh gave this one a thumbs up for me <laughs> good awesome
2: well we're gonna move on to our uh second to last album here uh fiona apple's new album fetch the bolt cutters uh trent you could start Can us you... off here oh, oh wait we're we gonna say <laughs> yes. oh never mind don't worry okay okay cool
1: oh, okay. so fiona apple fetch the bolt cutters mm-hmm. I just want to say, I wish I could have fetched the bolt cutters on her vocal cords. Oh, um, oh, damn. The instrumental and piano work on this album, I liked. It was, it was simplistic, but it was, it was good for what it, you know, what it was. And sometimes the we need the simplistic stuff to get away from, you know, what we're used to. Like us, especially with, you know the same metal, or the same trap beats. Um, but hearing uh, the, the piano, I, I was a big fan of it. Uh, You know, the simple snare hi-hat stuff that was going on with the drums. Uh, big fan. Uh, it, set, it kind of just, you know, it was chill. It was a good album, but God, her voice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did not know that they could make a, a, a goat a human. <laughs> I didn't, know was, I didn't know
0: that. Hey, it's Stevie awesome. Nicks exists.
1: I was I can take Stevie Nicks. Okay, she sounds like a goat sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Oh my god. Like if, oh, if if you put another singer in there, I'd be okay with it. If you put Stevie Nicks in there, I would be okay with it. But oh, I cannot I, I couldn't stand it. I got through like three songs. I was like, is this going to be it the entire album? I'm not fucking listening to it. <laughs> it is, oh, I un- oh, oh, I forgot I could do that. I could turn down the vocal tracks on Spotify. So <laughs> oh, that's right. It, yeah. Back, turn down the vocals to zero and just listen to the instrument. Because, it, God, I can't stand it. Wow. Wow. And I've listened to a lot of shit. That is was bad. Like, like 44. I listened like it's i don't i understand like it's a joke but like oh my god and if anybody doesn't know what i'm talking about uh 44 that's the the, the quote the nickname of um you can look it up just go on instagram or uh google x-a-v-l-e-g and you will get their band and i that was the on last episode i memorized that entire band name oh yeah 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 so like i i listened to that and like and people are like why the fuck do you listen to that i'm like i don't know it's just funny like th- this isn't funny i know this is serious and it's just garbage it's very absolute garbage wow that that's uh that's that's my rant i gotta have one rant per episode per that's, person hey uh, you know <laughs> so sebastian, what about you yeah
2: sebastian what'd you think so to completely juxtapose you
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the second time this episode
0: you know, Trent, um, we do we do tend to like really like agree on vocalists and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I I will go on a limb and say this is not Fiona's best work vocally, um, and I I could not get through the whole album itself. I had to really because I, I had a lot to say about it, but the problem was I didn't really know why it was rated so highly. That was the biggest thing. Um, you know nate and i looked on the metacritic score and it's rated 100. how
2: it's 100 out of 100. i don't know every it's all it's, music critics are loving tiring. this album they're loving the album
1: Just and she came like back from whatever marriage thing is that why because i read about but that here's when the thing, thing
0: but here's the thing um lyrically speaking this album is very emo and coming from fiona apple I I love her earlier work a lot. I mean, Criminal, uh, Wolf, you know, I I really, really, really like her work a lot. And going into this album was very different for me because I'm used to her being like, kind of like a good version of Avril Lavigne. And what I got out of it was more of a a 40-year-old mom just finding out what SoundCloud is and you know placing some random instrumental like for me i thought the instrumental worked better than the vocals and um but here's the other thing though the instrumentals kind of fell flat in later uh later parts of songs they would start really well but then they would go really off time and you know i'm not like a huge theorist with music you know i can't tell you the difference all the time between like three four and like four four and all that kind of stuff i can't really don't go into know, it but yeah but with this album it just i don't know some of the some of the uh melodies just kind of ran rampant and as um the album progressed i just noticed that it, it did get crazier and i kind of see what she was going for but the problem is she only went like she only went 90 out of the 100 meters with a 100-meter dash, if you want to put it in a sports perspective. But if you ask Metacritic, she, they went, she, she went the
2: full 100 on Metacritic terms. Oh, so, yeah. so all,
1: I'm just saying.
0: In Metacritic, she fucking broke the record for fastest dash ever. But um, in this one, for me, I felt like she just like... For every start of the song, it starts out great, but then the rest of each song just... It just it feels like pandering almost. Like if I just rant about, you know, tool for an hour, that just it that's what it reminded me of. It just very rambly and just I don't know. It's just a lot of lyrics too at the same time and it was just a lot thrown at you at once and it was just too much. That's just me. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why it's so highly rated, but I can kind of see it.
1: I it's, I know it's, it's was, a confusion ball. The baby's album was rated as like a 60, like a 50-60. Like, yeah. Switch switch him. Switch switch. S- whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, I don't want to give the baby 100. I would never.
1: I would I would give the baby 100 over Fiona Apple any fucking day.
2: Oh. Well, mm, I don't know about that. Uh, I'll tell you what I felt about this though. So, I agree. This album does not really deserve a 100 out of 100. Uh I don't understand that either, but everyone's a critic, right? I mean, come on now. Yeah. But um, for my experience, this was my uh, this was my first experience with Fiona Apple. I had barely heard of her name before, and uh, I just knew she was popular, somewhat in the '90s for her single "Criminal." So I was like, "Oh, well." I mean, hey, if you're popular, still. I mean, back then you. Maybe you got something going right now. And, like, I did notice, too, that, like, she doesn't put out albums too often, you know? Like, between her last album and this one, there was an eight-year span. Eight years is a long time for albums, any artist in general. That's a good amount of time. But, um... Yeah, so going into this album, I have no expectations. I don't know what I'm going to expect on this album. All I know is it's going to be some kind of alternative indie sound. So I'm like, all right, let's just prepare for that. But, um, yeah, you guys kind of, like, said it in all with, like, the whole, like, weird, like, instrumentals and good ones as well. And her vocals being slightly different and uh, just stuff just felt off. While at the same time, for me, some of it felt like it was right. Like, I could tell you, Shamika, yeah, Shamika, I thought that was a great song. And the story, too, behind it, too, is also, like, pretty well done as well. All the songs have very well done storytelling, in my opinion. And I have to give her props for that because, you know... I love an album that has a stump, somewhat of a story that, like, goes along with the songs. You know, that's just my own personal taste. But Shemeika, uh Rack of His, and uh, Newspaper were actually uh, a couple other of my uh, favorite songs off this album, if I had to uh, pick a few. But uh, other than that, yeah. I mean, I give credit for as much as I could, but it's not for me, you know. I did give the album a 7 in my own terms, because a 7 is just like... It's not up there, but it's like you know, something's right. There's at least something right about this album, and I know it's a big artistic thing for her. It seems, and for I guess critics too, that they can see about this whole album in its entirety. But um, yeah, it's just not for me completely. But props to Fiona. Gotta give her credit.
1: I'm just saying, if you want, uh, you know, a good a good album with story. Scenes from a Memory Part 2 by Dream Theater.
2: Oh, Dream Theater. They have long (laughs) albums too, don't they? Yeah.
1: That's a good story album.
2: I actually might have to look into that because, like, I've... Oh, wait, wait, what is it called again?
1: Part 2 Scenes from a Memory.
2: Scenes from a Memory, all right, bet. Because, like, I've heard of them a lot, but, like, I've never bothered to listen to an entire Dream Theater album. But, like, I always hear good things about it.
1: Dream Theater is one of the best Prague bands to ever exist.
2: Well, speaking of Prague, we're moving on to the final album. The mother of all albums that at least I've been looking forward to all this year. The new Dance Cam and Dance album, Afterburner. Now, I'm going to say this. The three of us are probably going to have similar opinions about this album. Maybe different, maybe not. But I still, no matter what we say, I still want us to give... Our own take on this album. Whether it's been said already. It's going to be said. Whatever. So I'm going to start off here real quick. I've known Dance gamma Dance since like. Junior year of high school. And while pretty late into discography. I have to say that I fell in love with them. Pretty instantly once I truly got into them. Like before I had acceptance speech on CD. I felt pretty mixed about it. Just kind of like left it on the CD rack. And then one day I was like uh. I'm gonna listen to Dance Gamma Dance. I'm gonna see what the hype's about with like their other stuff. So I listened to Mothership. Since then it's become my favorite album of all time, really. One of my all time favorites. And just v- fell in love with the band instantly. They have now become my all time favorite band. They deranked Deftones, to my surprise. So Damn,
0: that's pretty that's pretty high. Right.
2: <clears throat> Deftones was an all time favorite for me, and all throughout high school almost, until uh, Dance Gamma Dance just kind of came to my heart even more you know especially in uh, later years after high school but anyway going into this album we had four singles released Prisoner "Strawberries Wake Lyrics Lie and Three Wishes which I think all four of them very good songs can be ranked though uh, inc- according to how good they are which one's better and uh, if I had to be honest with you, I think Lyrics Lie is the better one of the four right above Prisoner though just a teeny bit But anyway, this album has so much, like, progression in the band. And diversity. Like, okay. I can't say that, uh... I can't fully say that, like, this is, like, their most progressive album. Because every album of theirs is more progressive than the last one. Every album of theirs, since Tillian has joined the band, uh, has been progressive. But... I can say, with this album, it is their most diverse yet. That's without question. Because you are getting post-hardcore. You're getting funk. You're getting pop-punk. You're getting a little bit of Latin. You're getting a little bit of rap. You're getting, like, a lot from this album. A lot from this 45-minute album. Like, I was not expecting Tillian to start singing Spanish on just the third song. Which... (laughs) <laughs> it was like one of the most mind-blowing things to me that has ever come from this band yet. That next to the fact that Tillian doing screams, but I'm I'm recently aware that like he used to do some screams similar to that on his previous band, uh, which uh, the name escapes me at the moment. But I mean, Tides
0: of, is it Tides of Man? Yes,
2: thank you. I was thinking that, but I wasn't fully sure. Yes, Tides of Man. That was his first uh, post-hardcore band that like he did sings and some screams I guess on there, but man that was so cool to hear on Prisoner and Lyrics Lie, and then like Will Swan coming back with the good rapping that I hadn't heard so well since Happiness. He did some stuff after that like in Downtown Bell Mountain Two, in uh, Acceptance Speech a little bit, InstaGratification and Mothership. Really, all the albums with Tillian on there except uh uh artificial selection. There was no rapping on there. But this one, he just like on the last track into the sunset, he just like got a whole verse down just out of nowhere for me. And I thought it was pretty cool. For this band and for him knowing him and what he can like do. I thought that was really cool. I say on first listen most view uh listeners are gonna like feel like this was a really good album but i feel like i can appreciate it more on more listens and i think it would be true too because after the second listen on this album i'm like oh yeah yeah album of the year album of the year easily but yeah like this album for me is pretty much everything i expect from dance gamma dance and then some it's got everything i could ever ask for i'm very proud of the boys for this one it only sucks that like uh their album sales are going to probably be shot due to the coronavirus and everything and uh, having to hold back on even some pre-orders as well. But but they're still getting the credit they deserve and people are still able to, like, buy it digitally or uh, stream it, you know? And I think that's fantastic. If I could recommend any other songs besides the ones I listed, uh, or besides the singles, rather, I would say Nothing Shameful, Into the Sunset, uh sorry my spanish is not that good calentamiento global uh which translates to global warming as far as i know and uh say hi are definitely some of the uh bigger known tracks that weren't uh initially singles so that is my hot take on the album sebastian let's move on to you what did you think
0: so going with dance gavin dance um I, I like to say that Kurt is still my favorite frontman of the group, and I, I love his work on happiness, but if I had to pick an actual second place for favorite album, it's going to be this one. I, um, you know, I really liked Artificial Selection. Mothership, it was really good, don't get me wrong, but didn't do it for me as much as Artificial Selection or even Instant Gratification did. Um, yeah. Sadly, Johnny Craig's era didn't really do much for me in general, but that was because like I I, I never really got into that side of emo as much. I get um, that. I get that. But with this album entirely, I I was very happy to just hear everything put out. Honestly, um, even though I, I I'm Puerto Rican, you know my family speaks very good Spanish. And we're, you know, we're from the island and whatnot. Um, so I show my mom, uh, I show my mom the song where Italian speaks Spanish. And, you know, I was like, I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's like the best Spanish I've heard. And she's like, yeah, you can definitely tell he doesn't speak it too often, but for what it is, I still think it's great that he put it in there in the first place. You know, it's such a bold step for him to really go off in another language and make it flow in an American sense. That's the other thing too, because it is a very American instrumental backing, but seeing it in Spanish does really emphasize it as well. And not to mention, I'm gonna go on a small rant about John Mess, a good rant. John Mess has been one of the most, uh, I guess you can say, evolved voices in the past 10 years I've ever heard. You know if you listen to downtown battle mount versus uh strawberries wake or even going off into like bloodsucker or petting zoo justice you know it's a different person almost and going into this album his screams fit everything so well you know the fact that you can not only scream in a metal sense but you can also scream in a pop and a funk sense and you can make it work. I've tried replicating this because I've been practicing screaming for about like a year now. And I've been trying to like replicate the kind of screams that he can do to make it fit. But no matter what, I can never get the effort, you know, the effortless kind of pulling that he can do with his voice and just how well he can integrate it into different genres because screaming doesn't sound good on pop on paper. But when you put it in Dance and Dance's kind of pop, it works so well. And the last thing I'll say about this album um, is the instrumentals. Matt Mingus is a master on the drums. That guy can keep time like no other. And not to mention, he just fits perfectly with the melodic flow and the just amazing theory of Will Swan. That man can, he knows his way around the fretboard and also holds his place as probably my favorite guitarist of the 2010s easily. I'm, I'm sorry, I love Tonson Abassi, but going into this, and I'm talking about like bands with vocals in them, I, I think Will Swan is the new Jimi Hendrix as far as progression would go with the guitar. Just the way he puts jazz and, you know, soft rock into metal and all these crazy heavy back things as well in the bass oh god don't even get me started fucking <laughs> as well but that's all i gotta say 10 out of 10 first out of the year
2: what'd you think trent this is your introduction to dance game and dance for the most part first full album you heard what did you think of this album
1: i literally don't even have anything to say because you guys said them. Just- <laughs> hey
2: hey no 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 holding back dude whether we said it or not what did you think of this album
1: I so let, First off, let me get back to that story that I was talking to about yes. Trivium. So, originally, I didn't like. You're gonna find this hilarious. Both of you are. I didn't like Dance Gavin Dance because it's Nate. When did when did I meet you? Fresh my freshman year.
2: Yes. Yeah, I was a sophomore. I'm pretty sure.
1: So th- at that time, uh. You know, freshman year being a big rip um, for everybody. <laughs> um, like, I, I I had my stuff that I liked, and anything outside of that that anybody else tried to bring in, I always said no. And so you loved Dance Gavin Dance, and I know you did. So I was like, oh I well, i was
2: my dance junior dance. year, but yeah, no, 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 yeah, I get it,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was like, I uh, it immediately when you brought up, I was like, I don't like them. <laughs> And then that mindset stuck with me until today, when I listened to that album, because again, came... <laughs> I never listened to him only because of that. And, like... <laughs> and it's funny to me now, because, like, all these bands are like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I was such a dick back then, <laughs> that, like, I I'm, was I'm hating, but... See I get that though
2: Real quick though I get that because In my sophomore year Because I'm thinking now Like since like I love Dance Gamma Dance As you say That was probably my junior year So I met you When you were a sophomore But Besides the point uh, Yeah I was a
1: sophomore
2: Yeah My sophomore year pretty similar because I didn't listen to anything outside the spectrum of like Slipknot Mudvayne Static X and like Chevelle just a few to list and anything that sounded like Dance Gat Dance right right and anything outside of that I was like no this is shit like I'm not listening to that like pussy shit like no that's that I couldn't I couldn't at all so I get where you're coming from with Dance Gamma Dance especially with yeah with the history so continue
1: yeah and like I mean <laughs> it's just funny to me um but no I, this album it was it, the the progressive style like obviously, I'm a bigger prog fan now than I ever was um so, it it really hit me with uh, all the the interesting guitar work, like the fading in and out, um, the quick, you know, licks. Um, if they were on a keyboard or guitar, it sounded almost the same as if you did it on a keyboard or a guitar um, with them, whatever pedals they use or whatever their setup is mean, probably great uh, because, you know, they're big. But I... I have no complaints to this album uh, because of me being a prog guy. um, like right yeah. up your alley. It was right up my alley, yeah. Uh, so now, knowing this, listening to a Dance Game and Dance album, I'm going to go back and listen to more. Do it, dude.
2: So do No, do what I did for Sebastian and just listen to Happiness and just go from there. Really?
1: I will. Because now Easy. I'm not a yeah. I'm not, see... I'm not as much as a using my own words because uh, I love this word. I'm not a cockbag like I used to
2: be. The way you said that was fantastic.
1: <laughs> one of my, it's my one of my favorite insults to use, but <laughs> not, knowing it now that like I like it and it's good, like, yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to it. For uh, sure. Other shit and, and now I will say. Sorry, oh, sorry, that I hated all your music, Nate. No, it's, hey, it's okay.
2: My my music taste has evolved too. I get it. I will say though, when you do go back, it's not going to sound anything like Afterburner completely. I mean, the oh, sti- I know because
1: it changing people and all that crap. Oh yeah,
2: that and just like some of the style changes, but like it's the same genre. Just you know yeah. experimenting a lot. But yeah, just, just so you know, going into the rest of the time. But we loved these albums. It's very, or this album. It's very obvious. And honestly, I just, I'm really hoping that the uh, rescheduled show uh, continues because, man, I just want to hear some of this stuff live now. Um,.
0: Dude, I'm I've been looking forward to that concert for like a year, and it just keeps getting postponed and moved. and I'm like, fuck, oh, stop. Be <laughs> something like stay, stay
2: right there in September, right there. Don't move. September, October. I don't remember exactly, but anyway. All right, uh, this has been a long podcast. We just had a lot to say, so we're gonna end right before we end. We're gonna do our weekly uh, album recommendations. I'll start this one. Uh, I already have one in mind. It's the uh, Turnover album, Good Nature. Uh, this is for anyone who's really a fan of, like, it, like a very, uh, I shouldn't say poppier, but, like, a more mellow. That's the better term. A mellow, chill, indie rock album. Uh, it's literally perfect from front to back and uh it's easily the band's best album next to their more recent album which was uh all together but i highly suggest going into good nature first it's got just the perfect amount of indie rock and dream pop in it uh literally just listen to the track the opening track supernatural and then just let it flow let the whole album flow you'll have a great time almost guaranteed uh sebastian what do you have for us this week
0: uh I'm I'm going through my album list right now because <laughs> I did not have one for the It's good.
1: While 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 he's doing that, I'll do mine then. You're good. So, my album recommendation uh band recommendation, we'll say, <clears throat> which the album came out today. What? Weapons of Tomorrow by the band Warbringer. Uh, I didn't listen to the album yet because I was too busy listening to these albums that, that came out today: the Trivium album and Dance Gavin Dance. Um, but Warbringer is a great thrash heavy metal band. Um, one of the twenty seventeen album, "Woe to the Vanquished," uh, that is definitely a start. Uh, my brother, who doesn't, he's not a really big of a fan of, you know, some of that heavier stuff that I like, um, but. Um, I'm trying to figure out which song came on. Oh, I think it was a. Uh, I think it was Silhouettes or Shellfire. Um. Oh, Remain Violent. That's what it was. It came on as Discover Weekly. He's like, "Yo, you ever heard of this band?" I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Please tell me you like that song." He's like, "Yeah, it's good. I was like, good. Warbringer's <laughs> great." Um, if you know the, there's a YouTuber who followed him around on tour. I, oh god, I can't remember. It but it they're just it, they're great if you like the thrash fast just heavy pace but um one of the songs off Lord of the vanquished um when the guns fell silent it's a great 11 minute just takes you on a journey slow and then it's heavy pace and then it's just oh if you look at the lyrics it's great um if you're a big like war person uh because i've got like a lot of military people in my family it you know it it's it's home but it's it's great. Uh, so please check out Warbringer. Check out their latest album that came out today, Weapons of Tomorrow. And Sebastian, hopefully you have something now. <laughs>
0: yes, I do. I, I, I had the band in mind, but it was really hard for me to decide albums because I, I, I'm a huge fan of this band. And I know you guys know my love for them. I saw them uh, once already last year, and I was going to see them this year. But sadly, their tour got canceled due to virus and whatnot. Um Gogol Bordello's uh, Gypsy Punk under, uh Gypsy Punk Underdog World Strike, quite a mouthful, but uh, Gogol Bordello is a uh, Ukrainian Gypsy Punk band from the U.S., and they uh, they have a very nice cavalcade of songs. Um, but this one in particular, if you want to listen to them having never before, definitely recommend. Um, I would recommend first with. Mishto, uh, M-I-S-H-T-O, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Mishto is one of the most fun, gypsy, uh, kind of like jazzy instrumental pieces you'll ever hear in your life. And they are not just an instrumental band as well, I just want to clarify, but this song... Every time I hear it, I always hear that first, you know, couple of chords, you know, gets that nice little, nice little beat going. But then when it all drops at once, there's violins, there's a washboard, there's an upright bass, there's an electric guitar, there's like someone just screaming in the background. It's a lot, but it's so fun. Like, I feel like I'm on crack every time I listen to it. It's fun as hell. And then uh, another one to go off of with this uh, album would be Start Wearing Purple as well. Start Wearing Purple is um, a very, another really fun song. So, Go, go Bordello, the main theme with them is fun. Um, if you want to listen to something more, I guess you can say slow by them. You can go into their album, the Multicontra, Culty versus Irony, with Through the Roof and Underground, or um, The Sun Will Rise. That one, just really good as well. Uh, just really like all their music i can't really say which album's better than another but the one i mentioned the gypsy punks underdog world strike is definitely a good beginner piece for them i know a lot of people that are fans of them and i hope i can get into them as well
2: all right excellent well guys that's it this has been our longest episode easily but another one that was like one of my favorites to record wouldn't you guys agree yeah right we had a great time well sebastian trent as always thank you for joining me today on the music corner and we will see you guys next week this has been the music corner Riffs to 808s and we are signing off